1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A man once booked a cruise for himself and his family on a luxury liner. The cruise lasted a number of days, and towards the end of the cruise, the man was talking with a fellow passenger and was asked this question, Have you enjoyed the cruise? Yes, I have, he said but I would have enjoyed it much more if my family and I were able to afford some of the sumptuous meals that have been served in the dining room. I must admit, watching the other passengers tuck into that wonderful food made us quite envious at times. What do you mean? asked the first man. All meals are included in the price of the ticket. Didn't you know that? What? He asked. You must be joking. For the past few days, my family and I have been existing on peanut butter sandwiches. No one told us that the meals were part of the package. Yeah, that story might be quite humorous, but it's also tragic, isn't it? And the sad thing is that if you don't discover your inheritance in Christ, you will never know what it is to be empowered for life. You will be a peanut butter Christian. You'll get by, but you'll miss the real thing. Know this, when your ticket to heaven was paid on Calvary 2,000 years ago, full provision was made for the entire journey of your Christian life. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: Are you deficient or sufficient? Will God ever allow you to be in a situation where you don't have the resources to cope with it? Now, we're trying to demolish a few myths this week uh, that have been created in Christian circles that suggest we're incomplete. We need some top-ups and injections in the arm now and again. And uh, Ken, I think I'm correct in saying that much of
1: what you've been sharing uh, is in your book, Uh, This Is The Life. It's all unpacked in there. That's right, So As you know, I've I've written several books and the most popular by far is uh, This Is The Life. The feedback that we've received from this book has been absolutely amazing. And obviously, you know, the book itself has come out of my own journey, in the Christian life, as well as my study, of course, of God's Word. Mm. The early years of my ministry were such that I, I would have to say that I was actually preaching a wrong gospel. I was preaching a, a legalistic gospel, you know, you've got to do this, and if you don't do enough of this, you won't be saved, you'll be going to hell, talking to people that have already put their trust in Jesus Christ for their salvation. And, uh, mm. you know, but I think it's Paul that says the law kills. Well, I was basically killing my congregation every week, you know, with... Pure legalism and guilt manipulation, fear manipulation, and a lot of stuff that goes on in religion. You know, I, I think after about six years of being in the pastoral ministry, I I came across these books by uh, Doctor Martin Lloyd Jones, uh, these commentaries on the Book of Romans, and I started to read them. And as as I began to go through this incredible epistle, I began to discover that hey, I've been preaching a wrong message, a wrong gospel, and. Uh, uh, a forced gospel and God just changed my whole life. You know, I began to see that God didn't give us a bunch of rules to try to live up to these and our whole Christianity hinges on our success in rule keeping. You know, he gave us life. Mm. He gave us the life of Christ as we've been sharing this week and and that's what the book is all about. This is the life. This is the life of Christ. And and so eventually I wrote this book and um, uh, it was just such a blessing to a lot of people and we've had a reprint of it and uh, written a um, discipleship workbook that many churches around the country and even overseas are using. Everything we do in our church is basically wrapped around the truths from the Bible that we've put into this book. Our discipleship program, our counseling program, our identity driven life recovery program. Uh, you know, basically everything that we do is based upon the truths. Of that book, because which has seen so many lives be transformed by getting hold of the revelation of what God shares in in those wonderful doctrines. Interesting
0: to hear about your story about how you came to a point of realizing that hey, I'm actually on the wrong track here. I need yeah. I need to change tack, and that's often part of our own life. Uh, and we're hearing here here is a, a minister of the gospel, a, a, a pastor of a church who's admitting a mistake. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're we're all on that journey where God helps us to really understand the direction that, that he really has for us, the life that he has has given to us. And, you know, sometimes we've got to unlearn a few things that we might have picked up along the way that maybe aren't the right way. They're, they're perhaps man-made doctrines
1: uh, rather than what God's Word actually says. Yeah, that's right, Phil. And, and, you know, the Bible says it's the truth that sets us free. Uh, you know, whenever I'm counselling someone and they're struggling, the, the first question I'm asking myself is, what lie is this person believing? Because mm-hmm. that's what's binding them and it's the truth that sets them free. And uh, many many say the word religion actually comes from the Latin word religere or religere, I don't know how you pronounce that, but it actually means to tie or to bind. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> and so that explains why the power of religion is such a, a potent thing. You know, um, just a couple of weeks ago, I... I had a um, an email from a young lady that I know in another part of the country, and uh, she just shared with me tragically um, of a, a Christian, a guy that was professing Christ, and uh, uh, he actually took his own life. Yeah. And at the funeral, it was said that um, what led him to that was just the the sheer pressure of trying to keep up with the standards of the Christian life, the the requirements of the Christian life. And and I thought, how tragic is that? You know, um, he took his own life because. He felt the Christian life was a burden that he could not carry. He could not sustain. Now, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So I don't know what he got, but he probably got religion instead of the true message of the gospel. Jesus came and said that I came to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. That's right. And life doesn't come through rules and regulations. No, it doesn't. It comes through heart relationship. Absolutely. And when you read the gospels, Phil, you'll see that Jesus didn't really have a lot of time for religion or religious people. I mean, he had a lot of patience and love and compassion for people that have mucked up in their lives. He hung out with sinners and so on, but not with religious people. Um, And it's probably worth pointing out at this point that there is value in the
0: law. There is value in the Ten Commandments and so on, but it's there uh, as a schoolmaster, the Bible says. It's there as a mirror for us to be able to see how dirty we are, to see what our true state is, but it's God's grace that we must accept that covers our sin. Yeah. And so it's not about trying to jump through the hoops. No.
1: It's about seeking him and aligning our heart to his heart. Yeah. And and Paul never denigrated the law. He just says, hey, it's not a good marriage between you and the law. You know, we're married to Christ because he didn't give us rules, he gave us a relationship. He didn't give us yeah. law. He gave us life. Yeah. And, and and that's what makes the difference. So religion is all about law. Now of course the law had about six hundred and thirteen commandments, but the religious leaders of Jesus' day uh, thought that wasn't enough, so <laughs> they added another couple of thousand, and uh, that's where Jesus had an issue with them. You know, uh, they just kept adding law and law and law, and in the end, they did tie the people up and and bind them up in a way that just uh, depressed them, you know, and caused them to be in bondage and defeat. Yeah. Um, they had a really interesting one that I've heard actually of, about double dipping.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you, you might be guilty of that at parties, you know, where yeah, you put yeah. the chip in for the second time, but um, you weren't allowed to do that. Yeah. Uh, like uh, double dipping with a chip and then serving it to others,
1: they had to uh, eat... They were not allowed to eat without washing their hands. That's right. And that, that's equivalent to what we would say today would be double dipping. You, you see somebody at a party and they eat a chip and then they put the same chip back in the dip and uh, yeah. they double dip. And uh, so, therefore, they pass their, their germs on to, to another person. Now, and that's common sense yeah.
0: that you wash your hands before you eat. I mean, we know that now. But they had a law which said, basically, if you don't do this, then there's salvation issues involved. And that's taking it a little step too
1: far. Yeah, and that's the whole point is that they just put people in a straitjacket. They had laws about almost every situation in life. So you had to kind of um, know what was permissible and what wasn't permissible, and, and life just became one big bind, you know. Mm. Uh, we see that still today, though, in in uh, the
0: church, in religion, in saying that you must do this, that, or the other. Maybe it's not as extreme as that, but things that bind us up in jumping through the hoops rather than entering into that relationship and accepting God's grace.
1: Yeah, that's why the subtitle of my book, uh, Phil, is called How to Establish Your Heart in the Grace of God because grace is what makes Christianity unique. It's, you know, religion's about what we try to do for God to get him to like us and bless Mm -hmm. us and so on. But grace is all about what he's done for us in Christ and is doing for us by the power of his spirit in us. The book of Hebrews says it's good that the heart be established by grace. Now, a lot of people understand grace Intellectually, They understand the doctrine of grace, yep. but their heart is not established in grace because as soon as they come under legalism, they're brought under its power and under its control. But when a heart is established in grace, legalism just bounces off them and says, you're not going to get me. Yep. I know who I am in Christ and I know where my power for the Christian life is. It's not in rules and regulations. It's not in man-made commandments, but it's just in trusting in the power and the life of Jesus that resides within me. And that's where we
0: must leave it for today. But more tomorrow on the theme Deficient or Sufficient. And until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book This Is The Life, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.